Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Ohio Lottery. Keep it fun, Ohio. Play responsibly. I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. And today we have with us our digital correspondent, Andrea Carter. How's it going, Andrea? Fine, John. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And today we have a special guest. We have Senior Vice President of Fit Third Bank, Roy Sutton. How you doing, Royce? I am doing great. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me this afternoon, this evening. No problem. No problem at all. And it looks like we have with us our publisher, Walter White. How's it going, Walter? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. I want to get a chance to listen to the most distinguished Mr. Roy Sutton talk about this wonderful program we've all created over the past six years. Definitely. And But before we get into that, we have some chocolate news to discuss. So Andrea, what is the chocolate news of the week? Well, this week, um, I'm going to start with the most absurd chocolate news, which actually ended today earlier today, was the trial, the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, Aunt, um, Amber Heard. And can I say these people are crazy? I, yeah. Can I say that? Yes, you can. They are. It, I mean, I didn't really watch. I read a little bit of the trial. I saw what was going on with they accused each other back and forth. Some of it sounded plausible. Some of it sounded like made up or at least in their mind, it, it was real. Um, I mean, both of them are, they are actors. Actors are crazy, but they are lunatics. But it explains the reason why Johnny Depp plays loony characters so well, because he's crazy. Amber Heard does a good job playing her characters, but she's crazy in a different way. But I mean, you could just see how toxic their relationship was I would say at the end of the day, I think Johnny told more truth than Amber's truth because he got 15 million and she only got two. So basically they both were guilty of something, but she was more guilty of something than he was. So <laughs> that, yeah. you know, Hollywood romance at its best. Ha ha. Uh, but, um, but I just want to say something real quick because it really is sad though. You could tell these two people, they weren't good for each other. And they both, the worst sides of them came out. They're both toxic towards each other. And, you know, because Johnny Depp, he's been going through a lot of drug and alcohol abuse and Amber Heard, I feel like she set women back like a century as far as like believing all women in that movement going. So there's really no winner here in this case, unfortunately. No, the, I mean, there's no way. I mean, it's kind of sad in a way that they probably started out in a wonderful relationship. But once you, once you let go of the wonderful and get to the reality of what a re real relationship is, they didn't have it. And instead of finding a means to make it work, they battled each other on several different levels, physically, mentally, emotionally. The battle was so great that they just, they needed to let go. And even though they got a divorce, they still were talking bad about each other. So, you know, I hope to God they just walk away from each other, not say another word and keep on moving. Yeah. So, so th that's the first chocolate news that now the second chocolate news is um, the Ohio Senate had passed the House Bill 99, 
um, which would allow the concealed carry law to go into effect. But um, it seems that the Senate passed it, but it had to go to the House and the House had not passed this bill yet. There's still steps away from giving, allowing concealed carry in Ohio for adults, but they had to fine tune the legislation, do re require some training and some other things. And so it looks like a full vote's gonna come soon to pass this. I just think everyone who has a gun, I hope that you go ahead and get a permit anyway, because if you take that gun out of state, you still need a permit to show that you own it. Otherwise you'll be subject to those st that state's laws instead of Ohio's. I think also some people think that this will allow anybody to carry a gun anywhere in the state and it won't. And I think we have to be careful with so many uh, so, so much gun violence going on in the city right now, our young people should stop and take notice that they have strengthened the charges against a young person being caught with a gun. So instead of it usually being a high misdemeanor, it has now become a high misdemeanor to a felony, where if an adult who is not um, adhering to all of the rules and regulations for concealed carry can just face a high misdemeanor instead of a felony. So they flipped the charges, but because of the gun violence going on across the, the country, they've made it harder for kids to be caught with a gun than an adult. So I think we're gonna have to watch this very carefully and then watch whose children will be arrested and charged when this goes into full effect, if it ever gets passed by the house. Can I just add also that I was reading the article and they said that the bill would allow any adult in the school to carry a firearm with just two hours of hands-on training. I think that's insane. I think you need a little bit more training than that, but you know what? And don't believe me, I'm a big proponent of the second amendment. I think it's one of the most important amendments we have, but two hours of hands-on training, I think that's, I think that's ridiculous. It's, I, I mean, because the normal, um, gun training class on average, I think, I believe it was like four to six hours of hands-on training before you got your permit. So why would you limit it to two instead of keeping it with the standard four to six? I just don't understand. But, you know, everyone's reacting to what happened um, at Uvalde, Texas, and, um, and then also at other schools where they've had mass shootings. And um, it's unfortunate that if we have to arm our teachers, that is setting up a precedent of an incident to happen in the school where an innocent child may become subject to facing a gun by a teacher. Even if it goes off by accident, it shouldn't happen. It, should. it shouldn't be that way. But you know, we're not there yet. So hopefully it won't happen. But if it does, I pray for us because it's it shouldn't be that way. School should be a place of safety no matter what's going on outside in the world. And to bring a danger like that into the school, just that doesn't mean it's gonna protect you if something goes down. It just sets up a possible incident. So mm -hmm. I, have some, I, I, I have something else to add, and cause Royce just asked me this, is like, what happens long-term with a young person, you know, is felony, he's convicted. What, what happens to that person? It just, it just seems like it's just a, um, like a domino effect, like his whole life is basically ruined. Yes, it, it, he's in the system. Um, he has a felony on his record and then he, you will be forever struggling to find a decent job. Like a cruel and, fate, a cruel cycle. 
right? It's a, it's a cruel, cruel, cruel cycle. And um, I mean, it's unfortunate, but you know, you the ramifications of your actions, you have to think about this. And young people are not thinking about what their actions stipulate. They just want to do what's easy to resolve and move forward, which leads us to the final story, which has two parts. First part is a 15 year old was killed yesterday. Um, and I'm sorry, on Sunday, late Sunday, a 15 year old was killed late Sunday in a drive-by shooting as he was walking back from the taste of Cincinnati with friends. It happened on Benton in the 700 block of Benton street in um, down what's in the development area that's called city West. Um, it's unfortunate this occurred. Benton has never been a scene of problems in the city West area. It's just, it's just unfortunate that another young person has gotten shot and killed in this town. And it's unfortunate there are a number of rumors running rapid regarding the shooting. Um, I'm not going to state them here only because they're rumors and I'm not going to perpetuate them, even though there might be some truth to a couple of them. It's just unfortunate that this is just a sign of that we need to go back to school and start teaching our young people conflict resolution because it's easier to resolve an issue with a gun than it is to confront them with an argument or your fists. Yeah. You know, I would be more proud of our young people if they went up and knocked someone out and said, don't do this again, than shooting, because that doesn't solve anything. It's unfortunate. And, and unfortunately, I have to report as well that in Tulsa, there was another multiple shooting. People were shot and killed at a medical building on a hospital campus, and um, some people were killed. Reports are still coming out about this. I mean, we're just getting, we're still reacting to Uvalde with losing our babies. And now we have a medical facility has been um, victimized by gun violence as well. So um, this story is still unfolding, which is unfortunate. I just don't know what happened, but I mean, when are we gonna say enough is enough about these mass shootings. Something's going on in our country that um, people are finding it easier to shoot than to argue. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if Johnny Depp and Amber Heard did what these people did, did what the, you know, the shooter did at Uvalde, they would both be dead right now. That's how they would resolve the defamation state. Instead of you know, losing $15 million, they wouldn't be able to enjoy anything. But at least they battled it out in court. Unfortunately, people are taking their issues to the public and bringing a gun along with them and then trying to ease whatever's going on in their lives through shooting, which is unfortunate. So sad. It is so sad. And I mean, I, I hope that people will step up to the plate and... I know we have a lot of gun control laws already in this country, but when are they going to enforce it? And with Ohio now going to concealed carry, um, I think we're adding more bite to a wound that some people see it as just a black issue, but mass shootings are both a black and white issue and it needs to be resolved. I'm not saying not give up our rights to guns, but I'm just saying that we need to have stronger laws requiring responsibility. But don't worry, it'll be okay. We just need some more thoughts and prayers and I'm sure that'll solve everything. Yeah. yeah. But that is all the chocolate news for today. I give it back to you, John.
Thank you so much, Andrea. So I want to reintroduce our special guest, Roy Sutton, Senior Vice President of Fifth Third Bank. And today he's going to talk about a wonderful opportunity for aspiring homeowners. So Royce, I'll give it away to you. John, Andrea, hard act to follow. You know, you, you, you are uh, allowing me this opportunity. I definitely do appreciate it, but uh, you're talking about some, some issues that require uh, a lot of engagement and discussion uh, in our circle of friends, in our families. And, you know, and, I, and, and so when I think about, you know, this idea of what, why I'm here today, uh, th this is something that is around this idea of why we need to have conversations. Uh, we need to have conversations about the things that we own. Uh, we need to have conversations about where we're going uh, to take the next step financially, uh, even as we talk about these ideas of inflation, you know, in, uh, with prices uh, rising all around us, we still have to think about being an owner, even more so uh, in this space, this idea of, of taking us. So we've created this workshop uh, in partnership uh, with the Cincinnati Herald, the Dayton Defender, uh, and several other partners here local, locally, like the African American Chamber, uh, with this idea of talking about home ownership. We call this workshop Owning It. And th this workshop, we've been doing it for the last several years. And June is National Home Ownership Month. And we're going to take some time during National Home Ownership Month uh, to talk to those who are listening uh, on the air here who are interested in this idea of owning a home if you aren't quite there or uh, you've just been thinking about it. Uh, you've been inspired by this idea of, of creating uh, equity for your family, uh, but haven't quite made the move yet. Now's that time. Uh, now's that time to do that. And we're going to take some time this Saturday, June 4th at 12 noon. This Saturday at 12 noon, June 4th, uh, we're going to talk uh, just right directly to uh, our, our listeners. Uh, we're going to have some excellent presentations that walk through every single step of the homeownership process. Uh, and in that conversation, uh, we're going to spend time talking about everything from you know, how to select a home, you know, how to get your, your, your managing your, your money and getting that together, thinking about credit, uh, all the things that inside uh, we might be a little fearful about, uh, but th this is gonna be a virtual session. Uh, so all they'll need to do is reach out to the uh, Cincinnati Herald's website and the, the, the information is there on how to register uh, for this workshop. So, so why is it important? Why is it important? Uh, first of all, uh, when you look at the, the overall net worth of African-Americans here in the US. We are one-tenth of the net worth. So the average net worth of a white family is 171,000 for, for African-Americans, it's $17,000. So how do we get to the point where we begin to think about wealth? How do we get to the point where we think about long-term uh, stability? How do we think about leaving a legacy uh, for our family members? Owning uh, land, home ownership has been the way uh, from the earliest of times of how we've gotten there, of how families have been able to accumulate uh, and progress uh, on this pathway toward a greater financial standing. Uh, so that's what we're going to spend some time, John and Andrea, really talking about that. Uh, so we'll have some presentations. We'll take questions and answers and walk through that this Saturday uh, at noon, uh, June 4th. Uh, and we'll do this in such a way where uh, you sit down, you take some notes, you think about it, it's like, okay, this is a little confusing, but every single person that I have brought onto this 
brought onto the panel, who are gonna be a part of this, are people who are people people, <laughs> who, who wanna sit down and help and wanna talk and make it simple and understandable uh, as they're walking through this. And then if they have any questions that were not asked, I'm actually gonna give another opportunity. So we follow up on Monday with what we call the deep dive, Monday at six, and it's virtual as well. In the deep dive, any questions that you didn't think about or you didn't get uh, get a chance to ask, uh, we'll go dig right back in in the deep dive on, on Monday and, and talk through any questions that a person may have. So I'm just excited about this idea of every single person listening to this podcast uh, who's now uh, thinking about, okay, I, I need to do something uh, that builds some strength for my family, builds some strength for me personally. I, I want to be an owner uh, in this rather than just someone who's just going from place to place, situation to situation, and we'll, we'll help you to understand that there are some tools to make it more affordable. There's down payment assistance dollars out there uh, that people can uh, qualify for uh, and, and make the home ownership process even more affordable. So you don't have to come with all the knowledge. You don't have to come with a wallet full of money or anything like that. But what we do need you to come do is just come with a listening ear and be ready to make that move, uh, have some conversations with some good people. Uh, you know, th this is a great time. Uh, and, and I know we're hearing this idea about, you know, the homeownership market becoming uh, more and more expensive. It's not going to get cheaper. It's not going to get, it's not going to go back the other way. So it, this just might be the time uh, for the folks listening to this podcast to just jump right in and become a homeowner. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough long ago someone helped me to go through the home ownership process and I, I, I tell you in terms of financially uh, it was the best move I had ever made it was the largest move uh, that I'd ever made and didn't think uh, I could qualify I didn't think I was ready for it but it absolutely was the right move so I could go into my house and pick a wall and paint it any color that I wanted I go into my house and decide, you know what, I'm gonna rip up all this carpet that's in here and uh, let, let's just do all hardwood floors. Or I could go to the outside of my, if I wanted to paint the outside of my house bright red, uh, I could do that and I wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> but if I, that's what I chose to do, uh, I, I could do that because it was my place. I, I didn't have a landlord coming to me saying, you can't paint this, you can't put this there, you can't move that. It was my place so I could do whatever I wanted to do and I wanna empower everyone listening to this podcast that this idea of ownership uh is the right step for you uh and so if that takes you one month we're ready for you if that takes you a year to get there we're ready for that as well we'll help walk you through that process uh if you're if it's going to take you a little bit of time it's all about patience uh it's all about this idea of creating something that is special uh just for you uh, and now's the time to do that. So, John, I probably talked way more than what you have allowed me to talk. Uh, and so I don't know if you have any questions that you may have for me. I don't have a question, but Royce, you talked the perfect amount. It was, you know, you got me hyped. And mm -hmm. I've been I've been going to these things for a while. And I have to say, like, every time I go to one of these home um, owning it, home ownership webinars, I learn so much information and it's just like stuff I never even knew about before. And it's like, and plus it's free. It's, it's free. You're getting all this knowledge for free. It's like, so like, what do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. Like, like you said, always come in with, just listen. And you just like, by the time 
the you know owning is over it's like you may be on your way to get a new house it's like yeah. and you know it's like i know the housing market is tough right now so it's like but i'm just glad something like this exists to help people on their way to owning it owning their own house i just think that's I think I just think that's remarkable. Here we are on the chocolate news. This is all about black excellence. You know, when you talk about this idea of building equity, uh, it's about this idea of creating something for you where you can, if you want to start a business, one of the first questions they're going to ask you if you own any property. Uh, so, so why not get to this point where you are doing a whole lot more with the resources that you have in front of you? I'm sorry, Andrew, you, you're going to ask a question. Well, I was just going to say, I know that everyone is always talking about young people, young families, owning a home, building wealth. But what about older people like me who have never owned a home, but that is on their item of things to do and they're working to, to is there a cutoff for an older person to be able to buy a house or no? You know what? That's the great equalizer uh, when it comes to money and finance is that there is no age restriction on this, Andrea. So if you're 80 years old and you decide you want to buy your first home, I'm not saying that you're 80, <laughs> but, but, if, but if, you were, if you were 80 and you want to buy your first home, absolutely, you can do that. If you are, if you are 19 years old and you want to buy your first home, you, you could do that. So again, putting you in a position where uh, it has no bearing on your age. If you've got the wherewithal, if you've taken the time and walked through the process and are prepared for this, uh, it, it, it puts you in a position where you can think about, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm older, uh, whatever that may mean, but I wanna leave something for uh, the, the, next, the, the next generation. Or maybe I wanna take this house and uh, I, I want to uh, make, uh, do everything possible to create some equity here. Uh, and then I'll sell this house off at some point in time and I'll start my business. So you've, you've leveraged your strength, uh, no matter what age uh, you are. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, I, 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 I talk about this home ownership piece because when you look at the general wealth of anyone out there who considers themselves wealthy, they started in, in, in an owning real estate in some kind of way. Well, I'm looking forward to the class because I am, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to one buy my first home. So I'm going to be looking and listening. And I hopefully, uh, if I have any questions, I'll be coming for you. Okay. So here's the thing too. Now, when you come, uh, I, I want to make sure everyone knows that when they do come, it is free. Let's say that all over. It's free. Uh, and it, it's going to be virtual, but we're going to have some prizes that we're going to give away. Uh, during the course of the workshop as well. Because, you know, we just think maybe you don't need the incentive. Maybe you don't need a prize coming. But I tell you what, if you win the prize, you'll be pretty excited. <laughs> hey, Royce, this is Walter. Uh -huh. uh, I think for me, being involved in this program from its inception about six years ago, the, the most fulfillment I've had in my life in this particular area when Three or four people who started out two or three years ago, taking the course two or three times and said, I bought my house because of what I learned in the owning it webinars. Started something, and theoretically we have finished, but we're continuing to finish because we're adding people to this whole thing about being an American citizen and that apple pie phenomena. The house is the biggest apple pie phenomena in, in the early stages of your life. And, um, it's proud. I'm proud to have people come up to us and say, we bought our house because of the knowledge. Or we bought a better house 
or more house because of the knowledge we got from the owning the webinars. You think, and I, there are so many stories, Walter, you're right, that we have out there where people have thought that they couldn't do it. And now they've become homeowners and they come back and they tell us, you know what, you know, just thank you for instilling confidence in me, putting me in a position to do this. You know, we had a young lady that, that uh, uh, was a part of the workshops and uh, she had, she was hearing impaired. Uh, she was on full disability and was um, interested in becoming a homeowner. She is now a, a homeowner. She couldn't be more happy. Uh, with what that, that, that made that move that she made. Uh, when, when we think about this idea of, of making that first step, you're going to be nervous. Absolutely. You're going to think you're going to second guess yourself. Absolutely. Uh, but you start going down this path, uh, it'll, something will click. Something will click and you will know that this is the right thing for you to do. You, if you want to make economic development work, if you want to transform communities, uh, the more that you see of our folks, becoming owners of our communities, then we'll begin to see things uh, to really transform and take because who, who wants who wants to be in a situation where the people around them don't take care of what they have? If you're if you have something, you you you, you want to take care of it. Well, there are some exceptions there because uh, my wife always has me washing the car, uh, but but that's that's off that's another subject. But uh, you know the, the 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 idea of really taking care of what we have it starts with owning something. Well, thank you so much, Royce, for coming on and giving us all this home ownership knowledge. And remember, folks, you can still get your tickets for owning it up until the morning. You can still get it. So if it's like 8 a.m. on Saturday morning and you say, oh, I, I need to go to that home ownership webinar, you can still get tickets. Just go to our website. Go to our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, interest. They're all links there to get tickets for owning it. Summer to summer 2022 home ownership webinar. So please take advantage of this free event. It's only a couple hours. It's like you, it's not you got nothing to lose. Just do it. Just do it. Please. It's like seriously, it's like you're building generational wealth. It's like, so I think that sounds pretty good to me. And I also want to thank Andrea for coming on and discussing all of the good chocolate news that we had. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you, John. And I want to thank this podcast sponsor, the Ohio Lottery. Keep it fun, Ohio. Play responsibly. And you can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Plus, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. I'm John Alexander Reese, and have a good day. <laughs>